going on, everybody? This is Chuck Billy from Testament. You're listening to East Coast Metal Radio.
What's up guys, we're here with Miss Mayai, we're here with Levi and Ryan. Um, last time we spoke to you guys, it was in a barn, yeah. Scattercoke, New York. <laughs> Scattercoke, we were trying to remember what that was called all day long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you guys tour a lot, do you guys remember like that show at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was show. a day to remember, hailstorm at yeah. the top. Last uh, day of tour for us. Yeah, we were flying to Europe the next day. Actually, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I uh, know uh, the crew drove the rig back to Ohio from New York for us so we could fly straight to the next floor. Yeah, I feel like we remember everything. It just takes time to buffer. Yeah, right? we, we have to we, like we remember need... what happened that day. And we're like, oh, yeah, I we, remember. We kind of need a context clue almost. Yeah. Also, the barn. Like, you guys oh, tour yeah. so much. Like, do you do you recognize? Do you think of something about every show, or is like certain They're ones definite... like the festivals, or is it just like a blur? Or... Yeah, it's gotta be. I I think I can remember everything. Just like he said, you just gotta do like a clue what happened that day like yeah. oh I remember that really good burger place blah blah was next door and you're like I do remember that burger you're like I remember that show that was actually this happened and then everything comes back some, like some places are obviously forgettable but you know yeah. it kind of goes in these uh, and since we were at the 10 year mark it kind of goes in these uh, cycles where we start playing a venue and if they stick around long enough we've actually seen neighborhoods change now yeah. of clubs. Wow, no and you definitely remember those venues because yeah. you, you go there the first time neighborhood's terrible they're like you know dude be careful don't walk around blah 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 three four years later you're coming back and you know there's like uh, a new shopping mall like right down the street and Starbucks and you know and, and uh, when the when you see the venues like that you get attached to them and then they close down and you guys kicked off that day. Um, did you get to see any, any of the uh, the actual uh, derby, the demolition derby, or anything? Or uh, it was wild, man. It was in and out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Fast. We were we were stressing that day. We just wanted to go home. Oh yeah, we had Europe. We had yeah, Europe. We were stressing. Yeah, we were stressing, trying to figure out how to take everything that we drive around in America and get it to Europe. Europe and play a festival. But when you guys go overseas, is it just instruments? I mean, do you like like run a backline or, or they have we a backline? Yeah, it, we, it's always, it used to always be different, but now we almost have duplicate instruments there. Really? And then we'll have um, we'll rent backlines. That's cool. We've got a storage in in uh, we're, we're building a second base in Germany, basically, because nice. that's usually where we fly in because of like the companies that we work with over there. They've got really nice connections and can make everything really smooth for us uh, if we work out of the same city as them so we just leave a, uh, a little set Second there city, like a small storage unit and then then we don't have to worry about our stuff getting destroyed on back the in the over. day before we were digital it was we used to fly with everything because oh, now we're all digital though because the future you can just yeah. like have a hard drive and you load your show up and you're fine <laughs> But back in the day with cabs and heads and having yeah, the real thing. I remember we did this one. Oh. We did America to Australia, Australia to China, China to the UK. Did a full tour with all the equipment there and then had to fly it back to America from there. We used to have a bring the soundboard with all these cables. And the soundboard was probably like 80 pounds. And then they made it as big as a laptop and it weighs probably 10 pounds now and it's like a third of the price and it's all digital and small you're like oh that would have been nice to but, you know, to talk about money because like you know uh what was it the art uh, cj left because yeah. he wasn't making money he came back um there was uh i forget billboard or somebody had an uh, interview with some uh, band who kind of went through their whole tour and you know what their net costs were and everything mm -hmm. when you guys are bringing stuff overseas like that you know is that funded by the label and you no, own that money or you just kind of yeah. just try to break yeah. even if it yeah, happens nobody pays pay for, for it. yeah nobody pays labels don't pay that's really a lot, for that's anything a lot of equipment unless stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Look, what, what labels would do for you is uh 
if you if you have a large expense like you have a record uh, coming out or something, you obviously might not have that giant lump sum to put down to record a whole record, and that's what the label's great about. The label will put that money up for you, and then you know you pay them back with your with your success when you sell the record. So. Uh, everything else just kind of falls on on you because wow. touring is touring is your profit. We we're not one of those bands that signed in the kind of deal where the uh, label takes a part of our touring or anything like that. We we own everything. So uh, their big thing with touring is just they want to help us stay on the road. Staying on the road is what's moving copies. You know, yeah, yeah. getting in front of people. So that makes more to make yeah. a second a second brand. It does make the Europe thing difficult yeah. though, because when you're flying over. Uh, you, you're spending a, a lot, a, a lot. Your own tickets. Five guys, and if you got crew, yeah, it just it tacks up real fast. Yeah, that's why it's harder to go over there. But when you pull it off, it makes it it's makes worth it well it. worth it. Yeah. Well, if you go on Priceline, you get some good discounts. So. <laughs> so we're here talking about Shadows Inside. Congratulations on the, Thank you. the album. Well, how has the response been with that? It's been crazy. It's I definitely think. It's funny because every time we do a record, you always think it's your favorite, like the best one and all that, and you want the best response. And this response, not only was it the best response, but it's it's like miles better than anything we've had in the past, which is definitely weird. Um, just a weird feeling because being a band so long, you think like the the best reviews and all everything's back, and it's already happened. So it's it's cool for people to be like, oh, this trumps the old stuff. You're like, oh, that's exactly what we want to hear. Yeah. So it's um yeah, uh, the response has been great, and the live shows. It's really cool. We can really tell the like, CDs out because the new songs, right. people singing them live, is crazy. Like right. it was already crazy because it's like they were streaming and everything, but now that they're really out, it's it's been wild. Yeah, and you had told Loudwire that this is like the most honest records you guys have ever created, and a big part of that, which is having the freedom and time to put everything yeah. you guys had into it. Yeah, yeah, we worked our butts off on it. He he had to be in two locations. I think Ryan probably had worked the most on this record than anybody. Most the time longest, in the studio. The longest. Yeah, I, I was there the longest. I wouldn't say I worked the most. The most, yeah. Longest I, in the um, studio. I, I did do all of both sessions, which for me was awesome because I uh, I like doing everything that we do. So I was, <laughs> I was happy with the uh, four months of hanging out with the guys. So that was pretty cool. Pretty cool for me. Um, when you say both sections, you mean the the lyrics and the and the music or instrumental the and vocal? Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. So we did oh, yeah, yeah, we right, did right, right. Uh, instrumental section in Michigan, and we did the uh, the lyric writing and all the vocal melodies and performance of the vocals uh, in California, which was really cool. Right. How was um, Sharp Twin Records with and helping you guys with this? Oh, they've been awesome. It's yeah, um, that's where the time came from. Yeah, they just to them. yeah, they, it was their their idea sort of just be like take as much time just make the record awesome and um they that's actually be great to hear because a lot of times it's like guys look we got four weeks yeah six weeks, get it done we, that's, that's what we're used to that's the story of our career and it was really really nice for them because we actually screwed up we were doing vocals oh yeah and we only were able to complete six songs in the first chunk because we were taking so long to write them and we kept writing them rewriting blah 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 and uh we were out of time we had to go to Sharp Tone, we had to go to Sean, go to Sound, be like, hey guys. Um, so we, we got six out of ten songs. <laughs> six out of ten done. And obviously, obviously the and we're math done is up here. Yeah. Uh, and they were great, and they were like, okay, well, it's going to be a pain in the butt, but we can get you back in there in December. And then we got back in there in December and finished it up. Finish it up. Yeah. Without them uh, having that kind of attitude, we'd have been screwed. 
That's cool. But man. they were really on our side with that, which is cool. Watching the video clips the band had posted about how the album came together, it really gave insight on what the band did, right? Deathless, for me, is one of my favorite albums over the past few years, hands down. Um, how did the things progress writing and recording since Deathless? Uh, I, I think Deathless was nice to sort of have that, like, um, that heavy sort of reinsertion for us and to show the heaviness um, at, like, the all-time max. And I think this record, the, the big writing process for this one was really just to... Um, Having Sharp Tone not having Rise, having Sharp Tone and being like just a whole new team was sort of, we saw as an opportunity to take a bit, big shot and sort of go above and beyond and um, sort of be a little bit more ambitious on this record. And uh, I, I think that's what we did because on Deathless you could tell we really wanted to be heavy, but this one we were like, what if we didn't delete the weird stuff and what if we like didn't want to be safe but actually go above and beyond? Right. And I think that's the, that was the biggest writing yeah. difference on this record, and, and different producers too. I mean, yeah. when we worked with when we worked with Joey, uh, that record was a huge time crunch, huge huge time crunch because Joey didn't have the time to do the record. He was pushing stuff aside just to get us in. Which record was that? Deathless. Deathless. Or? Deathless. Uh, we actually did this pre-pro writing thing. We wrote with Joey for what was it? Three weeks. We wrote mm -hmm. the record to like to like ninety percent completion. And with Joey in about 21 days, like day in, day out, working really hard, getting yeah. it done. We obviously had a lot of demos coming in, so we had a good start. But then we went to Nick and we recorded the record with Nick and really, you know, got the good takes and really dialed it in. And that's who engineered Deathless. Well, we wrote all the songs with Nick this time. We did a whole, almost an entire month in the studio with those demos, writing, rewriting, then sending them to Levi and Drew in LA, and they would give us their edits. And, we spent a whole month in the studio just writing and rewriting the instrumentals before we went and go ahead, went ahead and tracked the real takes. So, in the with the studio clips, I thought it was kind of cool. I think it was the first episode where you guys talk about how uh, you you guys and I think Drew would listen to instrumentals and just come up with the same idea yeah. kind of automatically. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, that's yeah, it was that's weird. wild. You yeah. know, that's like some intervention stuff. You know, like you know something is out there saying, guys, yeah. this is the idea. You know? It was, and I, I think that was cool. That was like one of the first sort of um, signs that we were like, okay, like this record is is about to be pretty cool if like we're having stuff like this come out because we're some other records we'd have all this whole strategy and game plan drawn out and you're trying to follow these guidelines and when you do that you sort of just lose track that you're trying to write songs and when it's organic like that the other way it's so much so much better the songs just come out way better. Right. Well, within writing this guy this album, did you guys like collaborate on the lyrics? Or yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we did. Um, we didn't actually write one thing until we walked in the studio. Um, we did it all together the whole time. Yeah. Now, how many songs are about the presidential campaign? Because oh, everyone's coming out with none. every song's got something about none. the presidential yeah, we campaign. Can't, we ain't touched <laughs> too hot. You need to go that route this time. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, too hot. Don't Hell touch no. <laughs> God, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be the band who doesn't uh, remind you of all that for once. Thanks. We'll, Music's we'll, about know, other we'll, things. We'll though. let you. We'll let. We'll vent about some other crap. We'll let. Uh, we'll let other. We've got some channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Lost in the Gray is a powerful song, and with that, you guys really showed that off with the with the video. Um, how did the idea of that come together? Um, the video was cool because I got to write that with um, the director, Ramon. Um, we were writing the treatment, and then the 
another thing, not only were we writing it, like like you said, to be as powerful as a song, but we wanted to showcase the, the mask and the idea of the record. Right. And it was the first impression that people were going to get of the new record. So the, I think the hardest thing was making the story about the mask. But um, when it finally clicked and made sense, we had the actual physical mask for the video and everything. It just, it just made it that much more powerful, which I think worked out great for... Um, sort of the debut of what Shadow of the Side was. Right. Lyrically, are you guys speaking for the band, for yourself, or like for the fans? Uh, I think it's all over. Yeah. yeah, I think it's for ourselves on a lot of them on this one. we Rise of the Lion was... Swallow Your Teeth could be a band one. Yeah, Swallow Your Teeth is a band. Yeah, I guess it is all over the place. It just kind of depends on the topic. Rise of the Lion was definitely not like that. Yeah, Rise no. of the Lion was a uh, weird perspective one, and we really didn't enjoy how difficult it was to write like that. Deathless so, was very personal. Deathless was super personal. How hard, yeah. obviously, was personal. Um, yeah, this They've was kind of a little bit of mix. Yeah, but how that. is that one different from you saying that this one's the most honest record? This one is like... like that one was personal. I'm sure that they're yeah, all yeah. a little personal. Yeah, there, there's, there was more of a willingness to talk about more than just like one or two subject matters on this one. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff I didn't want to talk about that I talked about in this record, which was cool. nice. Yeah, and and sometimes we don't like to touch stuff like, for the most part in our career, anything that happened in our personal lives outside of the band is very off limits. Yeah. It's a pretty private group of people. Until but now. this time, I mean, so much shit was bad for a couple of years that it just made sense to. But is that is that hard to kind of? You know, open up and it's all out there. At now. First, we're gonna yeah. go forever yeah. and ever. Yeah, yeah. Wanna, you know. It's hard. That's what Drew comes in yeah. for. Drew just was like, "Do it. Don't man yeah, up. Yeah. Man up. Put it on the record." I'm like, "I know. Okay, I'll do it. I guess." It was hard. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for your time for the interview. And oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
Yeah!